Hi again, and welcome back to the ADHD Friendly Podcast. I'm Patty Blenderman. I'm an ADHD coach and the host of All Things ADHD Friendly. This is episode 11, and this is the one where I'm going to be talking about a POM, P-O-M, a personal owner's manual. I'm going to be sharing what it is and how you can start yours. The way that I always begin explaining a POM is just to break it down to a really foundational concept. It is a personal owner's manual. It's personal for you, and it's a place where you capture everything that works for you so you can reference it when you need it. It's not something you can buy off of a shelf in a bookstore that works for somebody else. There are a lot of owner's manuals out there that people share what works for them. And it does work for a lot of people. For people with ADHD brain wiring, what works for others does not work for us. We have to write our own manual and we have to have a way to continue adding and editing it as we notice more things that work or more information about why something does or doesn't work and to capture successes. It's one place to put it all for you. I've been running a group to support people to make their personal owner's manual for years. And I know it's a really abstract concept. And you may have even heard, you need to make a palm. You need to put that in your palm. That may have been a phrase you've read or heard before. I know from my personal experience, and I know from all of the people that have taken my group, I've never had somebody come in that already had a palm, that knew what it was and how to use it to support themselves. It's just a concept that is difficult to pin down and really get a grasp of. And my hope in this short podcast is to just give you a stronger sense of what it is and maybe even create a little spark of interest to explore creating one for yourself. For years, I heard about palms. I heard I needed to make one. I needed to put things in it. I searched how to do it. I couldn't find a template or a way to do it. And I did it because I didn't know how to start. Starting can be really challenging for those of us with ADHD. And I find having a clearer roadmap makes the difference between thinking about it, knowing I need to do it and actually doing it. So that's what I'm hoping to do is just giving you a bit more of a roadmap of how to begin. And the first step to beginning is to pick what I call pick a format either have a digital palm, which means maybe a Microsoft Word doc or a Google doc, something online. It can even be like in your notes app of your phone or a physical palm, a notebook, a binder, um, something you're physically going to be adding to and and writing in. 99% of the people that I've worked with to create their own personal owner's manual have used a physical palm to start. So a notebook or a binder is the most common place to start. I've had a couple of people um, start digital and really quickly after the first week of the group switch to a physical one. It just seems to be the the more ADHD friendly way to begin. So I just want to share that. Start whatever way is easiest for you. But I do want to share from my experience, the majority of people 
succeed more easily by starting a physical one, even if you want to go eventually to a digital one. It's, um, it's concrete. You can see it. You can feel it. You can remember. You're visually prompted that you're doing this. So it helps you to remember to go back and write in it or go back and add something to it. So even if you're typing something and you print it and you stick it in your physical palm, so you're still doing maybe some digital um, electronic format of getting some information down, still putting it into a physical place, in my experience, does work a little bit more ease. So I just want to share that, but really start however is easiest for you to start. So I, I've shared this in a, a previous podcast. I'm going to highlight it again here. This is my physical palm. I do have a digital version as well. So I, I like to search things, um, but I started physical and I still go back to my physical nine times out of 10. I do use digital for a few things, but physical is my go-to. Um, and I've upgraded a bit. Actually this year I switched over to an ARC um, notebook system. What I love about this, it's a, it's a disc system notebook. It just makes it really easy. I'm going to show you with a smaller notebook here because my palm's kind of full and it's hard to take things in and out of it while I'm holding it up. So I just want to share, this is a smaller arc notebook. There are, I podcasted about this. You can check out that podcast where I talk about, um, arc notebooks more in my favorite ADHD friendly things. Um, but what I love about it is it kind of blends a binder and a notebook in one. So it has the ease of a notebook as well as the flexibility of a binder. So in a notebook, if you took that page out, that's it. You might like just place it in the notebook and close it, but it's always going to be sticking out. In a binder, you can open the rings and put it back in. In the disk notebook system, you just, it's the way that the pages are cut. You just push it into the rings again. And so you can move the tabs. If you have tab dividers, you can move the pages around. I have just found this so ADHD friendly and the other, I use it in my business a lot. And I just decided I wanted to use it for my palm because it just makes it easier to move things around. Um, the other thing I like is when it fills up as my palm has gotten larger, it, different size rings can be used. So these are smaller rings. And when I needed to have larger rings to expand. I didn't have to get a whole new system. I just got larger rings to accommodate the size of my palm. So this is my physical palm. And I think of a palm, I'm gonna give you two examples to try to make it a little bit more concrete as you think about starting your own. I think of my palm like a playbook. So literally when you, if you're, and I'm not a sports person at all, but I like the idea of seeing, um, a play mapped out you can see, okay, this time you're going to come in from this direction. It works better if you, you know, are coming over here and then you move over here. It's literally laying out what works for you. It's always the key. It's what works for you. So you're not going to fill this with things that work for other people because that won't work for you. You're filling it with what works for you. And I'm just going to share one example that I've, I've shared on other podcasts, but I want to highlight it here. So one tool in my palm is in 2018, I did this. I'm going to kind of show the progression of how my palm works to support me. This was my November 2018 calendar. I love blank calendars um, to fill in what I did. And then if it is something that repeats over time each year, I tend to include them in my palm. So I, that's why I thought I would share this. So this was from November 2018, where I wrote down... Um, when I went shopping for Thanksgiving food, when we took our holiday picture, 
um, that I couldn't find the dining room table leaf because we had just moved and apparently the movers lost it and I didn't realize it until I needed it for Thanksgiving dinner. So I made a note to look for it um, for the next holiday because I couldn't find it in time for dinner that day. Um, and then I wrote down when I ordered my holiday cards and when I wrote my um, holiday newsletter. Again, it just made it easier. So I'm not the next Thanksgiving that comes around going, when did I write that? When did I send that out? It, it, it just pins down the timeline because it worked for me that year. So I wanted to remember it. And then in 2020, so a year ago, I wrote down a list of things that the kids, when we were all together, wanted to do. I wrote down what worked around Thanksgiving dinner. And I wrote down different activities and I made a note. This was my celebration. I noted how it worked and what I wanted to remember. So this year for this Thanksgiving, when I went back into my palm, because remember my palm is a place, it's a playbook. I'm updating the play, how it worked. I'm adjusting it when things come into my awareness that worked even better. So when I went back and I looked at this note a couple of weeks ago for Thanksgiving, I realized I, it didn't work for me visually. And I wanted to see it a little bit more. So I shared this in my previous podcast about lessons learned from the holidays. So this is from this year, Thanksgiving 2021. I literally took some of the things that worked last year and the dates that worked in 2018. And I just mapped it out a bit more on a weekly plan, a blank weekly planner, so I could see it. It made it so much better. It was just a joy. But if I didn't capture what worked the year before and in 2018 to pull it into the future to support my future self, it's like every year I'm scrambling and recreating the wheel because I didn't remember what I did. In the moment, it feels like I'm going to remember, but I have enough evidence throughout my life that I'm not going to remember, especially something that only happens once a year. And even if I do remember, it takes a lot of effort to recall it. So just writing it down makes it easier. I have to exert less effort and it's just ADHD friendly. So, and I shared, I went from, I used to have a, a typed up list to, you know, kind of mapping it out. My husband turned it into a spreadsheet. So this is also in my palm this year. Went from, you know, just lots and lots of words to a spreadsheet. So these Thanksgiving tools go into my palm under family holiday traditions is my section. I keep this in. I have Christmas holiday traditions. I have um, Easter holiday traditions. Any, anything that happens once a year, I like to keep in there because my brain will not remember it. And I know it's there. It's like gold. I'll go back and excavate it. I know exactly where it is because that's where I, that's where I put it. It's in my palm. So that's my example of how I think about it like a playbook. The other example I wanted to highlight, when you think about starting your own palm, if a playbook doesn't work for you, I had a, a client this year share that she connected to it during one of our groups, thinking about it like a recipe book. I loved this. And so it was just a passing thought she had, but I went nuts with it. So I went to my local bookstore and I bought all of these different types of cookbooks because I wanted a visual um, image. And this one I, I grabbed because I loved it because it, it had the, the progression, little tabs that came out where I could easily define different sections. I love that recipe books have different sections like starters, like how to get started. Desserts could be like a, a different rewards or incentives that work for you if you need to incentivize something to be able to get started or to finish. Um, I found that whole concept really sparkly. 
And so when you think about a palm maybe being a recipe book, think about a recipe. It lists all of the ingredients that you'll need to make a specific recipe. So I'm going to use an example of exercise, which is something that a lot of us with ADHD struggle to put a real habit in place to support us to do it consistently. So maybe if I was making an exercise recipe, I might list in the ingredients, what are the ingredients that I need to do it? It might be in different environments. If I'm going to do it outside, like let's say I'm going to go for a run, the ingredients I might need are the clothing that I would need to wear based on the temperature. And I literally did this when I was training for my half marathon. I had different breaking temper, like different breaking points and temperatures that I learned in the Chicago area. If, if it's below 30 degrees, I'm going to wear different clothing than I'm going to wear if it's above 30 degrees. If it's below 20 degrees, I might be going with a, you know, a, a tire, entirely different layering approach. I had to write it down and have it easily accessible. So I'd remember my recipe ingredients, if you will, with ease. So if I, if I'm looking at the temperature, when I get up in the morning, if I can't remember how cold I'm going to be 10 minutes into my run, if it's 20 degrees and what worked and what didn't work, I might resist going for a run. It makes it a little bit harder for me to get started. So the ingredients in your recipe for exercise literally support you to do it. So it might be just as simple as writing down, if you're going to do yoga, what, what do you need to do? And then what are the steps? Put the mat out on the floor, you know, whatever it is. You list it out, what you need, how long will it cook? How long will it take? You might have different, different recipes for exercise for um, if you have 20 minutes, this is, these are the different things that you can do. If you have five minutes, this is what you can do. Um, if you are able to go outside, these are the, the different things that might be options. Um, I had a, a client a few years ago that really struggled with starting an exercise routine and they were trying to build up a routine around yoga. And we talked through, you know, areas of resistance and different things. And they decided to set up the environment so that when they got up in the morning, the yoga mat was on the floor and ready to go just to make it easier, but it still didn't happen. And so when we talked about it, the, we noticed that the resistance was that the expectation they had was that they would do a minimum of 30 minutes of yoga. And in the morning, that reality was there just wasn't the motivation to do it. And so we found um, a way they came up with a plan just to ask themselves to sit on the yoga mat. And that was it. They found that if they sat on the yoga mat, they would actually start. But if they asked themselves to do 30 minutes of yoga, they wouldn't even begin. So they made it really, really small and included that in their palm. So literally writing down the, what works for you and then going back and just remembering, all right, I don't feel like exercising, but I know there's something in my owner's manual that has worked before. So I'm going to go back and look at it and remember what worked so I can use it again. That is what a personal owner's manual, a POM is. It's a way to capture the plays, the recipes, the routines, the habits, the structures that work for you. So you can keep using them to support yourself today and your future self tomorrow and beyond. So that's what I just really wanted to share as an introductory way to connect you to what a personal owner's manual or a POM is. And next week, I'm going to be sharing 
what I call the foundation of any palm. And that's a success journal. And I'm also going to be sharing why I created something I call a visual success journal. So for now, I just wanna again, thank you for your time, focus and attention as I shared what a personal owner's manual or a palm is and shared some examples from mine. I hope it sparked some interest to create your own palm and hopefully with a little bit more ease so you'll have an ADHD friendly tool to support you. Until next time, tally home.